Welcome to the Kenkel Fritz and Friends podcast. If you want to hear the show, you can find it on Family Life Radio. If you want to find a station near you, you can go to myflr.org or stream it online. We have Kathy Lee Gifford with us today. Kathy is behind the production of a brand new movie called The Way. There's a special one night showing on September 1st. And then she's got a book that's coming out as well, The God of the Way, a journey into stories, people, and faith that changed the world. Well, welcome to the show, Kathy Lee. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Kathy, this movie is called an oratorio. So mm-hmm. I got to know, what is a oratorio? I don't even know if I've seen that word before. <laughs> an oratorio, yes, you have. If you've heard or seen Tchaikovsky's uh, Peter and the Wolf. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's simply storytelling, but with a bed of symphonic music. I did my first oratorio uh, as a short film and uh, shot it in Israel with the amazing Nicole C. Mullen. And uh, it has had millions and millions of, 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 of hits and downloads. And people are still watching it today and having their lives transformed, whether they, they come to know Yeshua, Jesus, in a personal way, or they get healed, or they're, they're praying with their mother or father who are dying in hospice, and they make a choice uh, to receive Christ into their hearts. I mean, I just miracle after miracle. Most of the time you hear things like, it's called the God who sees. And uh, he said, uh, people will say, I feel invisible. I feel like nobody sees me. I feel like God doesn't even exist, much less care about me. And today watching that, I just stumbled on it. <laughs> There's no such thing. In the, in, the, in the Hebrew language, there is no word for coincidence. Really? It doesn't exist. Huh. Because God is either sovereign God or he's not God at all. So it's just kind of cool the way the Lord used it so mightily and continues to. And I just thought on the basis of that, well, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do, Lord, for the rest of my life, because I'm not out of stories yet. The Way is a 74-minute movie with four different oratorios that basically chronicle God's love for His people, for all He's created from the dawn of time, all the way through the uh, admonition that well, Jesus said to His disciples, get in the boat and meet me on the other side. It's one amazing all-encompassing love story. The Bible is the most interesting, kinetic stories ever written. You know, people who say the Bible is boring have never, that's a sure sign they've never read it. Absolutely. The Bible doesn't sugarcoat any of these stories. It's honest about them because redemption doesn't land as powerfully as it should if you don't know what the struggle was beforehand. If you don't know um, the depth of the depravity sometimes, then you can't realize the extent of the miracle that God does in a human heart. The Real Housewives of the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like, I love storytelling. I've been a storyteller since I was born. And I'm, uh, people used to say to me, uh, you know, when I left Regis, how could you leave your dream job? And then when I left Hoda, how could you leave your dream job? And I always say the same thing. Well, you're just assuming it was my dream job. I wanted to be a Netflix or Haley Mills, you know? Oh. Uh-huh. You guys don't even know who I'm talking I about. Do I do too. I do too. <laughs> Paratrap. Pollyanne, I love, love Haley Mills. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I, you know, and, 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 and the Lord led me as a 12 year old little Jewish girl sitting in a darkened movie theater in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, watching a movie that the Billy Graham organization put out called The Restless Ones. And I made a decision that day that changed my life for eternity. And that was, I, I just felt like I heard Jesus saying to me, Kathy, I love you. And if you trust me, I'll make something beautiful out of your life. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get down the, 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 you know, the aisle fast enough because I just, I believed it. 
And I believe it more deeply now than I ever have. I know now I have a history now of walking, talking, stumbling and failing <laughs> for all those years uh, with my savior and my best friend and the lover of my soul, Yeshua. And so that's what compels me now. And, and I'm just so grateful that I had those other jobs. That was my mission field. I was never going to be a missionary to Africa or a missionary to China or all the other places where it's okay to go as a Christian. I was told by everybody, you can't go into show business. I said, that's where God's leading me. And as a result, millions of people have heard the word. I don't know. I'll probably never know till glory if any of them, what, what happened to everybody. But I, was, I tried to be faithful to, to, uh, to proclaim it. And don't we need followers of Christ in that area. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's an area that's pushing God out. We know that, but it's important to have us there, right? Yeah. God has his people everywhere. Yeah. You know, we don't ask a plumber when he comes through the door, um, you know, are you a Christian? We just say, yeah. uh, do you have a good wrench, Bubba? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, God has his people everywhere, and rightfully so. And so people go, how are you enjoying retirement? I go, nobody in the Bible ever retired. They just died doing what God put them on this earth to do. And so that's what I'm doing. The Way is a 74-minute movie with four different um, oratorios that basically chronicle uh, uh, God's love for his people, for all he's created from the dawn of time, all the way through uh the uh, admonition that, well, Jesus said to his disciples, get in the boat and meet me on the other side. And we as Westerners uh, uh, and readers of, of the word and scripture and, and believers in, in Jesus uh, have a very, very hard time understanding ancient scripture. That's why I write books about it. That's why I write these movies about it, because it's one amazing all-encompassing love story. You know, it's what I love so much, Kathy Lee, about what you did with combining the historical with the modern day. And so in doing that, you brought the artists that we love so much and play right here on Family Life Radio, Nicole C. Mullen, Danny Gokey, Jimmy Allen, Larry Gatlin. When I heard his voice, I was like, there he is. You know, that's so great. Humbled and afraid. I love Larry. <laughs> I just got uh, an old-fashioned word called a Rolodex. <laughs> I just, I just called my friends. I've known Larry for forty years, mm-hmm. and I've known, you know, the other ones. Um, Jimmy Allen has become one of my closest friends down here since I met him on the Today Show. Uh, Kathy Tricoli, Lewis York, the, the, the two gentlemen that I wrote the final uh, "Meet Me on the Other Side." Uh, uh, these guys are the two of the people don't realize almost every huge hit in black urban music you can trace either as a producer or the writer of it to Lewis York. And they, they love Jesus. And they and we wrote uh, to see I don't know if you guys got to it in the movie, the way that the prodigal son, the very oh, end, yeah. that's yeah, with, that's B.B. Winans playing the father. I mean, to be able to I mean, this is my life now. To be able to pick up my phone and call B.B. Winans and say, B.B., will you be the father? I'm doing this thing. And he goes, well, what is it? And I said, did you watch God Who Sees Yet? He says, no. I said, I'll send it to you. He calls me back up after, right after crying and goes, sign me up. My God, God, yes, I'll do this. So um, I've got Jimmy Allen playing the prodigal and my friend Claude from Lewis York playing uh, the, you know, the so-called good 
son, the faithful son. And uh, we shot that right here in Nashville. We shot, we shot in Israel. We shot in uh, Utah. We shot in Texas here in Nashville. It took four years, uh, two and a half million dollars. I think it looks like a whole lot more than two and a half million dollar film. It, I'm kind of tired, you guys. It's beautiful. Of these, thank you. Going to these faith-filled films and uh you know they're called a faith film and i and my heart's already there my heart wants to love it but i'm an artist and i've been in this business 55 years and 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 i love excellence like god loves excellence and i we tried to give our most excellent selves to this project i god is our god is not a, a cheap chintzy god and I know people's hearts are in the right position, you know, place to, to make these films. But we, of all people, should be putting putting stuff, music and art and plays and everything out there that rivals anything the world can offer. Because our, our God is a great, magnificent. He is the creator of all things. And we co-create with him. So we it better be our most excellent um, efforts. You know, so I'm not saying that this is, you know, I, this is not to win awards. This is not to win anything but the hearts and souls and minds of, of um, non-believers who think that the Bible is a dead book, who don't believe and believe in God, much less that he sees us and he loves us and he has a plan mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. that's, that's all I care about at this point in my life is I just tell people that God loves them, show them through this beautiful centuries, centuries and millenniums story of God's faithfulness. That's really what it's all about. So the movie is, ab is about all of that through all of scripture. And then the book, the companion book, The God of the Way, which comes out on August 30th, but it can be pre-ordered. I wrote with Rabbi Jason Sobel, who was my co-author on The Walk, The Road, and The Rabbi, which was a huge surprise hit. I mean, I think that's going on over like a, a 700,000 people or something that have well, yeah, that, and I thought that maybe 10 people would buy that book because I didn't sense that anybody had any spiritual um, uh, curiosity anymore, any, any l desire to go deeper into, in, into their faith, walk in a deeper way, know more about this, this, this Jesus we, we claim to believe. Because as a Jewish girl, I, you know, I didn't grow up in the Jewish faith, but I was Jewish by blood. My father was, and I, I was, my mother was a Gentile, but we, we weren't even, we were just, we just believed in God, you know, the big, you know, cosmic, yeah, we believed in God. We didn't know he had a name, Yeshua. We didn't know all the Jewish names, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, all the, all the glorious names that God has that you learn when you study, study rabbinically. God is so vast, you cannot just give him one name, Yahweh, uh, which the Jews won't even say. Because he is, he's, he is, he, he's the unspeakable God, you know, the unknowable. And yet we can know him through his son, Jesus. Amen. Mm. That's Amen. how we can know how the beautiful. Father. That's true. Yeah. That is amazing. This is such a unique film. You know, I love it. And I was just yeah. wondering, what is it that inspired you to make a biblical film in this format with four oratorios? I just, I love it. I I've know. never it's seen anything like it. such a big project. That's, pardon me? It's such a big project. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, it was epic. I got to tell you, it was. It, it started, at the germ of it was I had moved here. I was actually hadn't even moved here yet. I was spending more and more time in the Nashville area knowing that I, I, I'm a writer at heart. I've been writing every, things, plays, movies, scripts since I was a, a kid. <laughs> Putting on, you know, con, you know, just, just parades, you name it. I did it. I would dress up the family dog for everything, and we'd put on a show. <laughs> That's who I was. God put those dreams in all of us, every one of you, the dreams, the things you love. That was all planted in your womb. It, it's, the Psalms are very clear about that. And so I was uh, doing all of that, and I was more and more doing writing, and a dear friend of mine, Angie Clausen, here in, uh, in the Franklin area, said, Kathy, I want you to, I'm going to start setting up some rights for you. Uh, not, not, not civil rights, not uh, constitutional rights, but W-R-I-T-E. And that's when two people just get together for the express purpose to write a song. And it's often with somebody you've never met before. And I happen to love it. It's that I love collaboration. I love the not knowing. I love to, now, because I have a theater background, uh, I write everything theatrically and cinematically, and, and I usually write all the lyrics to something before I sit down with a collaborator to put the music to it. That's just the way I've done it for years. But uh, they don't do it that way down here. So I have to hold myself back a little bit and say, Kathy... Kathy, you're going to be collaborating. Uh, that I don't have a trunk load of uh, of lyrics that I just sometimes, if we don't have a, something, I'll say, "Well, what about this?" And we'll end up writing the whole song to it. But uh, but it's so fascinating. So anyway, we had a I had to write this one day. It was it'll be four years in October, and she said, "You're going to be writing with uh, I want you." And the Lord's telling me you really need to to meet um, Nicole C. Mullen. And I said, I don't think I don't think I know her. And she goes, Oh yeah, remember I, I, I know my Redeemer lives. I go, Oh, mm. oh yeah. What a beautiful song, what a beautiful woman. And so I said, Okay. So Nicole doesn't collaborate. She doesn't like to. And and, and uh, so we showed up at a friend's uh home here in, in, in Franklin, Tennessee, and um I had come with an idea to write Hagar had been on my heart. She had already begun a song about Hagar because Hagar was on her heart. Now, again, no coincidence in, in God's world. And, and I, after being a student of the Bible my entire life, had never seen, I'd read it, but never seen in my spirit. Uh, I think it's uh, Zechariah 1.5. Um, that's where uh, Zechariah says, uh, the Lord, maybe the, I, the God says, I will be a ring of fire around you. I will be the glory in your midst. And I remember it because I studied rabbinically thinking, wow, wow, that's, you know, it, that world is so patriarchal. It's unusual to see female pronouns like that in it. And I said, that is so poetic and beautiful. So that's literally all I showed up with at this rite with, with Nicole. We only had about an hour and a half together to, to first of all say, hey, <laughs> how are you? Then sit down and start getting the germ of this song. So I'll, I'll try to make it short, but another, we never finished the song. We got, we got the genesis of it. She went off to ministry in Nigeria. I went home to ministry at the Today Show. <laughs> and, um, and I said, you know what? Uh, I'll work on the song while you're gone. And when we get back, we'll get together and see what, what we come up with. And, and we'll do a demo on it. So anyway, she went off. I, under the uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit and with my 
background in theater, I finished the song about uh, Hagar, and then it immediately went into the story of Ruth. And then that immediately led right into the story of, of David hiding from King Saul. All desert experiences, sometimes centuries apart, but the same, same uh, um, uh, pain and desperation of being in the desert, uh, of feeling hopeless and helpless. And then I ended it with Mary Magdalene, not in the desert, but in the garden, but feeling hopeless and helpless too, at the throne, uh, not the throne, at the, at the cross and at the uh, uh, grave of Jesus. And, um, and I just thought, whoa, Lord, this is not a three-minute song. This ain't going to get played on the radio. <laughs> I don't know what you got here, but I gave it to Nicole when she got home. We talked about it. She said, she goes, what is this? I said, it's theater. It's, and you're, it's, it's something that if, if, if it works out, I think it might be something you can do in your concerts, a performance piece, you know, just because she's an artist at heart. She really is. She, and, uh, and, I, and so we, I, she loved it. But she said, what are we going to do with this? I said, let's see what God has. I just knew it was anointed. I knew it when I wrote it. And I've, I've written thousands of songs. I know when they're good, good songs, they're okay songs, or when they're anointed. This was anointed. And I knew it. So she goes into the, to the booth to record it. And, um, and uh, Sal Oliveri, my favorite uh, producer slash, you know, he's just one of my dearest, dearest friends here in Nashville. And I do everything with him now. He's, he produces with me almost everything I do. And I trust him. And he thought it was beautiful. And he sits down at the keyboard right opposite him through the glass is, is Nicole. And she said, Kathy, I said, all I want you to do, because I had no concerns about us being able to sing it beautifully. The concern was that we had to introduce who was going to be singing the role. You know, and so I said, you, you know, the Bible so well, Nicole, just just go in and say a little something about Hagar. Tell us about her. Tell us a little bit. And honey, she was, oh, 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 oh I can't do that. No, 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 I, 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 don't do, I don't do that. I said, well, you just never have. Doesn't mean you can't or you shouldn't. This is a demo session. Nobody's going to hear this, you know, unless, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to hear this. And you, and if you're not happy, we won't. We'll start again. We'll write a song about Hagar for Danny Gokey to sing in three minutes on the phone. <laughs> so um, she started out. We prayed. She started out, and she goes, "Hagar was a single mother." And I went, and then she just started. She started, and she went wow. eleven and a half minutes without stopping, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And by the end, I was supposed to be taking pictures and taking a video of her. I got off my face in the studio and went over to, to, to a Sal, and I looked at him, and his face was drenched, and his fingers at the, at, are, are trembling. And I went, not your usual demo session, is it, Sal? And he goes, no. And I looked at, I looked at her, at, and I said, she goes, was that Okay. <laughs> way to blend the fact that you know modern day with the ancient nicole nicole did that with hagar as the single parent you know mike i know you were trying to jump in there with a question oh i was just gonna say uh <laughs> Is Danny Goki Jesus? No, he oh. thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> Those of us who know him. <laughs> not, not, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. 
Oh, I got to put my coffee down. (laughs) (laughs) And he was brilliant. And and he he is the main uh, performer on the second uh, oratorio. And he's just, he's just brilliant. Of course he is. But here's the thing about what, if you watch The God Who Sees and listen to it, 98% of The God Who Sees was first take. The first take. We did That's that amazing. day. Yeah, we knew, we knew, we knew. And then it, it morphed a little bit when I decided to put it into the film. Everybody loved it so much. I, I, I directed a few different little scenes to just make it um, a little tighter. We had more, we had been, by that time we'd been shooting a lot more and I had some more beautiful, beautiful scenes I could, I could edit in. And I edited in my voice as the, uh, as the narrator, because just for the consistency between all four of them. So, um, yes, uh, there are some great, great, great performances on it there. They all agreed to do it yes. for free. We shot it during COVID. Oh. And I said, after we, sh- after we did the demo with Nicole, Nicole, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get the Nashville symphony orchestra players behind you, baby. Uh-huh. And we're going to 65 and we're going to orchestrate this for you to do in concert with some, she does symphony concerts. And I, she goes, oh, really? I said, we did that. That turned out so unbelievably. I said, you know what? We're going to Israel. I had more mm. money by then. We're going to Israel, and we're going to shoot you. And I'm telling you, it was my first directorial thing. And uh, oh, boy, was I, uh, I'm, I'm a pig in mud now. I know they're not kosher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great expression. Like, uh, um. nobody's happier in, in a mud pile than pigs. And I, I tell you, uh, directing these epic stories and bringing them to life is, is my, I, I knew when she started at the top of Mount Arbel and she was mm. singing her brains out. And I, I was there. It was, we just landed in Israel and bad weather was on its way. We had to get to Mount Arbel and shoot something because we were going to be down the next day and not be able to shoot. We were only there for five days. So, you know, time is <laughs> ka-ching. And uh, I said, I got to get her up there. That was the first thing we shot on that. And the Lord just gave me a moment with him. And he said, see, Kathy, see, this is the culmination of everything I have taught you, everything, every place I've taken you, every com- camera you've been in front of your whole life, every microphone, every stage you've been on, all of it is for now. Such a time you as know, this. Kathy Lee, with everything you've seen and done, we just have to ask, you know, what is your heart? What would you say to the people who are struggling? They have doubt and sorrow and they're waiting on God to move, to change their circumstances. Well, the first oratorio is called The God of the How and When. Waiting is not a new phenomenon for believers. It's, it's, we've been spent most of our lives for millennia waiting for God to fulfill his promises. And it's, it's the hardest part for me after all these uh, with walking and, and, and trying to uh, trusting, but nothing pleases God more than our faith in him. God inhabits our prayers. You know, he loves it when we praise him. And even when we're having a struggle with trusting, it's so important that we praise that it's so important that we proclaim that his promises, maybe I don't have them yet, but they are yet to be. Not yet, but yet to be. Yeah. And 
I believe you, Jesus. Just, just, just proclaim. It's hard, Lord. I need you. Get me, give me manna for just one more yeah. day, because even the Hebrews who went through all that, being released from from slavery after four hundred years and seeing all of the ten plagues that, that the Lord brought down on the, on the Egyptians, and they weren't touched at all, not scathed by any of them. They were in a place called Goshen, protected, and then they get released. And, and, and they go out into the wilderness. First thing they do, they start, you know, moaning and groaning that, that they missed the food. They missed the food under slavery. That's what we are like as human beings. We just, what? Have you forgotten so soon what the Lord your God did for you? I forget what the Lord God has done for me. And every time I'm tempted to start, you know, grumbling again like they did in the wilderness, I, the Lord says, Kathy, are you... Really? Can we need to walk down memory lane one more time and remind yes. you of what I did for you, the miracles, the faithfulness? And, you know, I, and then I just, again, I just said, Lord, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just human. I'm human. Forgive me. And yes, I'm going to proclaim you. I'm going to praise you because your, your faithfulness endures for every generation for all time. And, and I'm just, I'm a, I'm a little cog in the wheel of eternity, but I'm a beloved cog, you know, and if you're listening right now and you're saying, but what about me, Kathy, you're on television, you're this, you've been, you know, you've been blessed in so many ways. I was, I when I asked Jesus into my heart when I was 12 years old, I, I lived in a, a, a home with a Jewish daddy and a Gentile mother. My dad had three jobs just to put food on the family, and my mother sold eggs door to door. I did, was not born into privilege. Nothing wrong with that. You cannot help the way you're born. But that was not my story. That was not my story. And, um, and as a family, we all individually came to know Yeshua in our own beautiful ways and have walked with him ever since. But, you, you know, it's, it's not how you start out, you guys. It's where we're going. Amen. It's where we're going. And we're all, no matter what our life has been like, no matter how many trophies I have on a, on a shelf or how much money in a bank, none of that matters. None of that matters on the day. The greatest day of a Christian's life is the day they die. I know that sounds funny, but immediately you're in the arms of Jesus. And, and uh, that the first number one song I wrote was a, with a friend called, uh, um, is a song called um, He Saw Jesus. And, because I found my husband dead in my, in my sunroom, and we were getting ready for church. And, and, and actually, it's uh, seven years tomorrow. Oh, wow. Is that right? You know, can you speak oh, to that? You. I, you know, there are people that are listening that have lost very important loved ones may have been a spouse as well. How did you go through that process? And, and, and what was it like initially? And then on the other side, I don't know if you ever over that, but um, what was that like mm -hmm. for you? It was um, obviously a shock. You know, he my, he'd said to me the week before, he just had his best um, uh, medical uh, uh, session uh, with his doctor in eight years as well. Wow. You're stuck with me, honey. I said, okay. He was working out every day. <laughs> He, uh, he was in, you know, he's still, I, I remember I, that morning I heard him get, he got on his scale every day. Frank was really, really good about what he ate and drank and, and, and how he lived and exercised. He was very, very proactive about his, about his, uh, his, his, uh, 
health. And so I said, your weight is 178 pounds. And I remember thinking, okay, it's going to be a good day. That was his, that was his favorite weight. That was his playing weight with the Giants all those years. Oh, wow. And he was one week shy of being 85 years old. And uh, he had, you know, some issues with his, with his cognitive health. Obviously, he was just, he was 80, almost 85, but he also, we, we knew that he was struggling with uh, probably CTE. He'd had some very, very, very famous uh, uh, traumas to his brain playing football. Uh, and uh, so uh, we didn't know. You never know. CTE cannot be uh, diagnosed until, what well, they can't say definitively. They couldn't at the time. I don't know if they can now, but unless you have an autopsy. And so... Um, it, we, that's another story of my, my son happened to be home from, from California that particular day. When I say Thank happened, you, Lord, mm-hmm. yeah. he was there, he was asleep upstairs because it was early, but, um, I went downstairs and found Frank and immediately started to, to give him mouth to mouth. And I'm screaming for my son to come down. My son's six, four, you know, and, and, and bigger, obviously bigger than I am. And, 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 uh, trying to revive Frank. And then Cody gave him the compressions and all of that. And, and Cody stopped at one point and he says, mom, look, daddy's smiling. And I know, honey, when I found him, this was, uh, this was the look on Frank's face. Eyes wide open. I said, he saw Jesus and Jesus took his breath away. Oh. <laughs> and, oh. and about Two years later, I was down here in Nashville, and a friend of mine, Brett James, he was not even a friend. I just met him that day. He said, how's your family doing? I said, we're doing great. Thank you. I told him about finding Frank. I said, told him about he saw Jesus, and Jesus took his breath away. And I said, I'm going to write that song one day. And Brett looked at me and said, well, then let's write that song. One of the, He's the guy who wrote, um, uh, um, uh, Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel. He's oh, really? A, wow. Yeah. Songwriters to Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest writers mm-hmm. down here, and we've become, you know, we became great friends after that, and wrote a, a lot of songs together. He did the soundtrack with me on the movie that I wrote called "Then Came You" that I did with with Craig Ferguson. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Any of that stuff doesn't matter. Just the, here's the point. The point was, I had total peace, the peace that passes understanding. I had because I knew where he was and I knew who he was with. And I can't imagine going through life and fearing death. I don't fear, you know, much in life. Thank God. I come from a place of faith, not fear. I think we're sort of di- made differently. People, some people have a natural, uh, uh, oh, I don't, I, like, like Nicole, I can't do that. No, no, I, I don't do that. I, I, I'm more like, well, well, I'll give it a shot. You know, <laughs> I'm just different that way. And that means I have failed many, many times. But my daddy used to say to me, honey, I love you too much to, to deny you the privilege of making mistakes. Mm. <laughs> and uh, we learn from them. We learn profound things from our mistakes. So anyway, yeah, that's how I dealt with that. And uh, I was able to cry. I was crying, of course, holding my, my husband in my arms. And, and, uh, but, but they were tears of joy. They were tears of joy. And then... That, that right after we called the uh, the emergency people and they got there and they were, it was obvious that Frank had passed and uh, he was with his precious Jesus in his arms and he wouldn't have come back if he could. You know, Who would? I think that's what helps me get over the death of a loved one, knowing that they're having yeah. the time 
of their life and how selfish would it be for me to bring them back. But what you described with, with Frank, I've heard time and time again, it's almost like heaven is welcoming. It's like Jesus comes to that person. It's not like that person's going to him. It's like he's bringing them in. Because I've heard stories of like, you know, someone's on their deathbed and they like lean over into a chair next to the bed. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm putting my head in Jesus's lap. I've heard mm. stuff like that over and over again. And I think that's yeah. what happened with him. Yeah. Oh, no question. Literally, literally that that was the look on his face. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you're right. It's, it's a common, it's, it's not, it's, it's your beloved. So it's not, it's their particular beautiful story, but it's a common story in all of time. You know, that God, God is not just the God of this earth and this season of, uh, of life. He is life eternal. And isn't that where we get so caught up and we forget that we're not here to live our life for our own joy and pleasure. We get our joy and pleasure from sharing him through the way we live our life. And um, that, you know, when I lost my sister, I thought that that's the ultimate reward. Um, you hear that said, but it's the truth. And uh, so those of us who have walked a loved one through yeah yeah i'm so sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but okay. no didn't people come up to you and say i'm so sorry oh i'm so sorry yes. and i and they give you that look and i go what are you i'm rejoicing this is not yeah. a tragedy that my husband died we're all mm. gonna die it's a, it's a, this is a triumph the joy that we had the time we had right yes and you miss them and it's short <laughs> you missed it. Well, that's what Billy Graham said to me one, one time. I said, Billy, what is something that's most surprised you about life? He goes, how short it is. And probably mm -hmm, that man mm -hmm. is responsible for more souls uh, <laughs> in the kingdom than any yeah. other human being in my lifetime for certain. You yeah. know, and, uh, and yet it wasn't enough time for him either. It wasn't enough time for him. Mm. Wow. Well, Kathy Lee, wow. What? How? We've gone way past our time limit. Thank you for your uh -huh. grace. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so yes. happy. I, have, I get to talking about Jesus with nice people. I mean, I, I don't even know I'm at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I can grab a taco someplace. I know that. <laughs> well, well, thank you for having you guys and getting the word out. It's so, oh, I think course. people... You know, if I can take a, just another second, just for people to, what do you want to come away with? I think the church in general is as a malaise of the soul right now. I think we have gotten away from the from the biblical teaching. We've certainly gotten away from the uh, rabbinical teaching. It all starts with the word. If we're not getting the word, we're not feeding on the word. And that's what grows us. That's what grows us. And until I started doing that, so I would really recommend people who, who love God and are seeking Him. And there are many, 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 but they're not growing. They're not growing exponentially with the effort that they're putting into it. it I would say, look to the translation of your Bible. Look what it says in your Bible. And then you know, Google, what's this really mean in the Greek? What's this mean in the Hebrew? Or uh, there's a new beautiful translation of the Passion, which I've been enjoying. It doesn't have all of the uh, Old Covenant yet in it, but it's got the Psalms and the Proverbs and all of the New Testament. It's deeply moving, deeply moving. And, um, and then, you know, uh, I would say go to the movie, go to the way, 
And it's it's a Fathom event. You go to fathomevents.com. To, to, it's only one day. It's September 1st. Unless people sell out tickets, they'll, they'll keep it over if we sell enough tickets. Go and watch it. And take some of your friends who are questioning, just questioning things and are just, you know, just saying, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I'm, I'm a mess. I, I don't even know if God's real. I, so he certainly doesn't see me. Look at me. You know, that kind of thing. You know who they are in your own life and in your own, you know, world. And take them to the movie with you. Then go out afterwards. You know, it's only 74 minutes long. Then go out afterwards and talk about it. Talk about it. Uh, you know, um, uh, and I don't mean talk about it like, well, I hope Kathy Lee wins an Oscar. Not that kind of talk. <laughs> you know? No, it's not about any of that. Yeah. Just, just it's about what did it, how did it strike you? How did it t- touch you? If it did, I'm not, it, I, it might not, some people might walk out of it. I'm sure they will. They've walked out a lot of things that I've done. You know, the, 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 the uh, people, the unbelievers have been blinded. I was with one last night, just blinded to truth. Because that's exactly what the father of lies does. He blinds us to truth. So before you go in and say, Lord Jesus, I come against the, 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 the father of all lies. And I just pray that I will see your truth in this. That I'll see your truth in it. And then leave and go and share just a, you know, a cup of coffee, a meal. I'm praying that this will move deeply in people's hearts and souls. I'm praying that, they will, that the Lord will bring me more more money into my kingdom coffers so that I can do more, more, um, more films uh, to tell the ancient stories in a brand new way Amen. and watch and watch what Jesus does. That's well, awesome. We're all about using media to bring people to him. Amen. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Indeed. We are with you there. Yep. Thank you so much, you guys. Lord bless you all. Thanks for listening to the Kinkle Fritz and Friends podcast heard on Family Life Radio. We would appreciate it so much if you could rate, review, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. You can also find more exclusive content at myflr.org and FLR Mornings on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you support Family Life Radio, thank you.